Yo, welcome back to Who Said This with Namuklong Wakam Team Kulu. On this podcast, we quiz a journalist on what's been said in the news by a politician or a public figure. Before we get into our guest, please don't forget to like and subscribe and share this video with your friends and click that notification button. Ladies and gents, our guest today is a big name in the world of news and journalism. And I hope, and I hope you guys are ready for who we have today. Her name is Zimasa Matiwane. Please welcome Zimasa. Oh my God, I'm not a big name. <laughs> Do you know who you are? Do you know who well, you I, are? I, I, uh, I, yeah, I do. I do actually. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. By the way, I invited myself um, when I saw what you, you were doing with, with the activities. So I'm welcoming myself. Thank you for accepting <laughs> my offer to come through. No, but you were part on the initial list of people that I was going to do this podcast yeah. with. But I was afraid. I, I, I told you. I told you I was afraid. I thought, ah, man, this person is a political reporter. She has better things to do than sit down and do something on YouTube. So I was like, uh-uh, let me, let me try my friends first and see how it bites. But I'm so glad yeah. that you invited yourself. <laughs> you know, you know, um, Okay, first, first of all, there's nothing special about being a political reporter. Mm. Um, secondly, with, with our jobs, it con- con- consumes your entire life. So it's always fun to do, you know, other things that are not filing stories. Yes. Sources. So yes. I think this is really good. It's, it's good for us. I think so too because I, I thought we need an, an outlet and every time we look at news we just think it's this hard thing for these old people and like there are no humans like we are young people we have issues like anybody else we've got family structures we've got family problems so get to know us get to like we are just like anybody else Absolutely, but I agree. before we get into the game You've already introduced yourself in a way, but like, who are you? And when did you get into this industry? Um, who am I? Wow. Um, Journalists can't answer that question, but they ask people every day. (laughs) 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 Honestly, I I don't know how to answer. I'm a mom um, to a very beautiful young man. I'm a sister. Um, I'm a daughter, I am a feminist, I am an ally of the LGBTQI community. Yes. Um, I am pro-working class, Mm. Um, I am a storyteller more than I am a journalist. Like you've touched on so many things that I want to ask you, like in that, in, in that stanza alone, I mean, you, as you said, you're a mother, you're a sister, Lovely. and you love your family. You love your family so much. Like they're always on your social media. You, like you, you are a family person. How are you balancing the two? Yeah. Roles? How are you balancing family and journalism at the same time? Because it's draining, and journalism is demanding also. You know, I've I've been so fortunate that uh, my sisters are teenagers. They're not babies. My son is also a teenager. He's not a baby. So they take 
um, away some of the household responsibilities from me. Mm. I don't remember the last time I washed dishes. I don't think that. I, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what is I, that? I, I, think, I, think, I think living with, with them, um, and especially my mom was also here, but like living with them has made me able to be more productive at work so mm. i love that also no yeah. that, um, that, that is beautiful i mean when i lived at home i was more productive than when i lived alone <laughs> i don't know why I, I moved <laughs> i moved during corona i'm like you should have just stayed at home and saved money but anyway it's a story for another day so you're also a storyteller um, and you're a journalist, storyteller. What is that one story in your career so far that you told and you had to stick to your guns and you had to follow your conscious, your, your gut feeling because it seemed too far-fetched or too true to be, you know, to, to, to be factual. But like, what is that one story that you did and you were like, no matter what happens, you know, because you're dealing with politicians, you're dealing with public figures. So no matter what backlash I get from society, I am sticking to my guns with this one. Let, let, me, t- let me tell you something. <clears throat> mm. um, okay, so I've written, I've, I've been doing politics for like three years. So I've written a lot of stories. And um, on Sunday, I don't, oh, so, sorry, on Saturday, I don't sleep. Yes, yes. I sleep now because I take anxiety medication. But yeah. on Saturday, I'm always I'm always um, scared of the reaction to whatever story that is going to come out in the paper on Sunday. Mm. But funny enough, um, I I mean I've done a lot of work uh, at my current employer, at my previous employer. But there is a very tiny little story that I once did, mm. and. Um, I'm still proud of it today. So what happened was, do we have time? We have time. <laughs> time is okay. on our side. <laughs> okay, cool. So what happened was, there was, I got a press release. I was still at, at independent uh, media. I was uh-huh. in the politics bureau. So I got a, a press release uh, afternoon and it was from a DA leader in Umkanyagude um, district. Mm-hmm. I think it was Pongoria. And um, it was accusing an ANC councillor of stealing a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. So I read through it. Um, I was like, okay, this is interesting. I mean, you know, we get a lot of, of press releases yes. from the DA. Especially as the DA, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I get this, I read it, and I decide that... Um, I think, I think most of the time they would like us, I mean, whoever sends a press release would like you to just write that. Yes, this and is just what publish. So and, mm. Yeah, and just publish. So I was like, okay, let me just get to the bottom of this. So I, <clears throat> I make calls, I find the lady, I speak to the lady and she tells me that, no, I did not steal shoes. I bought shoes um, and I wore them once and they were faulty. Mm. Therefore, I sent them back with with a slip the following day, actually, and um, the the store owner refused to refund me money or give me another pair. So I took another pair and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> so 
it ended up being a very a very quirky you know yes. story yes and um it was it's i mean it's it's a lesson on it, it was a lesson on journalism on on my mm. part mm. that look you don't mm. just parrot what what people are saying you make an mm. effort and then you find out and then you talk you tell the story you know in 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 its entirety so I, I really do love that story. I'll share it on Twitter. <laughs> Please do, because I think it's such a beautiful story because uh, my my issue with the industry right now, probably because of where I work in, in the digital space, is we are pushing as much content as we can get just to fill the timelines, just to fill the website, and we miss the the storytelling we miss the voices of the people it's just like let's just push this press statement and let it just go and let's just push it but i love i love that i I'm, I'm big i love human interest stories it was a political story but it turned into a human interest story and you also touched on something important now um about mental health you know taking anxiety to to fall asleep and a lot of us in the industry actually do go through um mental issues but i've realized like in the in recent years we're speaking out about it because at first you're you're afraid to speak about it because i i was not going to get a job i mean who wants to hire somebody who's who has mental um issues but how have you dealt with that like in in your everyday life at work and do you think just because you have mental anxiety per se um you might not get any jobs in the industry in the future Um, so I I have depression um, and I have anxiety mm. and the way that it happened there was a day at at the newsroom while I was still in Jovic whereby I just started crying and I couldn't stop and I didn't know what was wrong with me mm. so they gave me some time off they said go see a psychologist will pay um, and there was a diagnosis that came from that interaction. Mm. And uh, since then, I made it an effort to understand, you know, what what is depression and what it means, mm. what is anxiety and what it means. But also, I come from a family where we are pretty open about mm. everything. Mm. If 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 you if if you have depression, you're not gonna hide it. If if you have mm. cancer, you're not gonna hide it. Hide it if you are HIV positive, you're not gonna hide it. So the, I think I think the background, the family structure. I mean, and the fact that um, look, I I don't think it's there is any shame in men living with with mental health, you know, mm -hmm. issues, um, especially when you're not ignoring it when you actually yes. you know treat. Taking so it's it's cool. Uh, at work, I was I was fortunate enough that uh, they were they were very supportive. Mm. Um, I would be writing sometimes and I would have a panic attack and okay. I would have to say and mm. they, would, they would wait for me to you know to feel better and then file later and because mm. I mean I'm gonna file a good story so of course <laughs> you know, it's fine so um it, I so so um I did share on social media about my 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 mental health issues and the supported work and I got you know a lot of a lot of messages from from people who were saying that um, you are going to make yourself unemployable, mm. uh, you know that that sort of stuff, and and I was like, look, uh, maybe maybe I'm not too ambitious. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't wanna. I'm not gonna write a story while I can't um, breathe. Yes. Because you know, I I'm I, I'm suffering. I can't breathe. Mm. I'm crying. 
just out of the blue so you know yeah so i'm i'm quite comfortable you know with a lot with with a lot of of things in my life you know i remember I'm old also i mean i'm 32 i can't be You're 32 years old. I mean, I'm How old. old. I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm 32. I'm old. Um, when you get to my age, you will realize that a lot of things that um, you, we thought were supposed to be shameful or hidden when we were maybe 21, ah, no, they are normal. They're normal. So, yeah. Do you, I remember the first time I, I had an. It was not anxiety, but it was. I think an ep- depression episode oh, I was the lead up to it I was working at ENCA and um fortunately we had I was an online writer so we had a we had a psychologist so I just walked into her office and I cried and she helped me and she helped me to diagnose it uh, she helped me with a whole lot of family problems that I had at that time then I moved from ENCA and I I went to SABC um I just, and the depression was still there. I remember I had so much depression. So I went to see a counselor there at work. <laughs> and when I got there, this guy, and I think that's why I like at work and I just went to a professional outside the work environment. This guy told me about getting married, probably, you know, like I just walked in and he just gave me this monologue and I was just listening to this guy talking about, yeah, don't worry, one day you'll get married, money will get better. I'm just like, you see here, I'm not going to get help. <laughs> I should just go and see like a professional no you need to check if that person is, is qualified no that doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense nami i was shocked i was just like it's a counselor working for one of the biggest media organizations in the country i'm just like ah oh, my guy but yeah those are the issues that we're facing before we get into our our quiz one more question that and that i've noticed a lot for my female friends who work in politics right they talk about how unsafe it is for them some journalists are saying some female journalists are saying that they will never work in politics because of the harassment they're getting from polit- uh, politicians so i just want to know from your side um how have you found it so far do you do you find it hard to work in the space because it's such a male dominated sector it's very masculine how is your reception so far of working in politics Um so I it's it's not different from being a woman in South Africa it's mm. it's it's, yes. it's how we live you know it's how we've been socialized from a very young age so you kind of have to um know your boundaries um know how to deal with with it when it when it arises which it does a lot mm. but it's not something that would discourage me from covering politics because mm. i i've always wanted to be a political reporter i love it i i enjoy it mm. so uh i think it would be a huge challenge if perhaps i was coming from a country where we don't have a country that doesn't have trash for men So so when when you grew up in South Africa I mean when someone when when you text someone and you say so at the NEC meeting what went down and stuff and they're like hi baby you know how to yes. <laughs> it happens how to so navigate you know that how space. to you know how to navigate that space you know how to go past that mm. without offending the person 
but also without uh, making them think that you guys are dating and mm. get the information and leave. So I think if if you grew up in South Africa, you you come across that in your daily life. So it's not. Mm. I don't think it's different. It's it's mm. the same. It's mm. the same. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a better way of putting it. I mean, our, our South African landscape, especially when it comes to treatment of women, is very um, different from other countries. So I get when you say you, you don't see such a huge difference. Because you go to a protest as, as a, a general reporter, as a female general reporter, you still have men. You go to a march, you go to a press briefing, you know, I mean, the environment is still the same. It doesn't change just because you are primarily in politics. So yeah, no, it's the same. Let's get out of the the heavy topic and get into the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Zumasa. Okay, let's let's do Welcome this. to episode five of season one. <laughs> Your first <Yay>. question <laughs> is, hmm, this one is quite easy. Okay, we are allocating more than ten billion for the purchase and delivery of vaccines over the next two years. Who said this? Is it Minister Tito Mboweni or President Cyril Ramaphosa? Who said this? Okay, so, um, sha, sha. <laughs> 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 oh my god okay so i don't know but i'm gonna guess and say it's tito because um he was uh delivering the budget speech yesterday i i haven't heard from from cupcake in a long time so. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys don't follow cupcake and he was in the media this week guys he's talking this guy Shem. uh you so guys I- yeah, I, you know what? I'm sticking with Bill Chad. I'm sticking with <laughs> Okay. Are you correct? I wish I had those two arms. Simasa, you are correct. It is going <laughs> At least I got that one right. <laughs> could, you, could you please say your tagline for just my uh, audience on YouTube and Spotify? You know what? My tagline is going to get me in trouble with uh, the editor of the Sunday Times, but I'm going to say it anyway. So you guys, when Uneo um, said that, am I ready? I was like, or oh, am I ready? Did I read the news? I was like, I don't read the news, I write the news. Yes! <laughs> Which is true, because I don't have time to read the news. No. I, I write the news. So no, I, yeah, get, I get it. I make, look, I, I try to make time when I'm off to catch yeah. up on everything. I can't read the news every day. I no, mean, no, no, I, you can't. I still need to do homework and you, stuff. You can't. You can't. Uh, the next question. Ha, huh, this one. <laughs> this one is quite funny, but like I hope you get this one. Um, the president was visibly exhausted. And truly speaking, at the end, Mr. Mulefe said this. Mr. Mulefe said, this is fruitless. So we quietly left. 
I'm going to give you a bit of context. This was said at the Zondo Commission. That's the clue I'm giving. So who said this? Is it Dipuo Peters or Nomvula Mukonyan? Okay, so um, this one, I know the answer because it's funny and I, yes. I always remember funny things. But you know what? Even if I didn't know I was going to get it right, Nombula would never tell us that. Yeah. He would... She, no, 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 sorry. She would never... Yes. Nombula would never tell us that about Ubaba. So, yes. Um, <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> out of five so far so what do you think about <laughs> so what is your whole take on the whole thing do you think ubaba was tired throughout his presidency like did he take on too much you know if he was falling asleep in meetings like that or he didn't just care about you know the government oh gosh i look i i i think he cared i you you can't um you can't be a president and not care at all mm. um he was probably tired on that day for <laughs> for whatever reason but also Mdala, so yes i mean there's also yes. that that age factor and why yeah. Mdala also Melissa's cut but also Baba, you know he has wives in dome you know <laughs> that need to be entertained so he probably does get tired a lot and falls asleep during meetings so we shall excuse him. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was the first thing I thought about. I was like, all right, guys, I mean, I mean, I mean, come on, come on. Ubaba was busy. Ubaba <laughs> was busy. I thank you. <laughs> okay, next question. Okay, we've got two so far. Next question. It's a pity, ne? that we missed 80% glass ceiling we achieved last year. But we also appreciate greatly the resilience of our schools because we think the class of 2020 held its own. Who said this? Is it the Minister of Basic Education, Engie Mutaha, or the very good-looking MEC of Education in KwaZulu Natal, Kwazi Mshengu. You said very good looking. I thought you were going to say Panyaza. Okay, let me stop. Let me stop scrolling. Can, can okay. you just read the question again and then I'll just check with the language if it's an. It's quasi young or it's angie old, the language okay, that's okay, cool. in, in that sentence. It is a pity we missed the 80% glass ceiling we achieved last year. But we also appreciate greatly the resilience of our schools because we think the class of 2020 held its own. Sure, this is tough. It is. This is tough, but... um. I will guess, and you know, you know why it's tough because I didn't mm. even look at the metric results. <laughs> but I do know that um, yeah. KZN. Mm. <laughs> please don't laugh. I was I was somewhere in 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 Zululand. There was no network. So I saw um, that tweet. Yes. So mm. I'm I'm gonna guess. 
<laughs> so I'm gonna guess and say because um, um, you see, it's it's very difficult. I would say KZN because it dropped to seventy seven from eighty something. Yeah. But the language sounds too English, Bokoish. <laughs> you know, but too... not quasi. <laughs> um, Let me text Quasi and ask him. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> no cheating. <laughs> no cheating. Okay, you know what? If I get this wrong, I'll be totally okay with it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess and say. Uh, Don't Google. What is that? Why are we hearing something? <laughs> no, no, no! I'm, I'm hitting the computer. Oh my god. Okay, can I ask you something? Uh-huh. Ask. <laughs> what what was the collective um percentage for the whole of South Africa? Do you still remember? Oh no, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember actually. But, <laughs> but I remember is that we dropped by five percent or something like that. You know, of was it five by yeah. Mm. I didn't cover the story also. Okay, I'll say I'll I'll say it's um I'll say it's Inch. Are you sure? Because there's a reason why I chose the KZN MEC. <laughs> you really want me to get this and I'm not getting okay. it. You know what? We are you going with Angie. We are going with Angie, oh, right? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh God! But I don't think Wazi would say it's a glass ceiling because um, KZN has been above eighty before, so we've, yeah. we've already achieved that before. So yeah. I'll, let me just say, um, let me just say, Angie, and and if it's not, then I'm gonna I'm gonna fight with his speech right now. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I'm glad. Because, I mean, I had to make this question it's tough. So I'm glad that you said Angie, because the answer is Angie Motecha. <laughs> you are good. You are good. But also the language. Yeah. The language, is, it's very old. Quasi doesn't speak like that. I mean, I hope he doesn't speak like that. <laughs> I mean, yo, anyway, I need to move to KZN just to report on metric results and stuff like that. But it must come through. Oh my God. It must come through. You'll you guys, stay with me. You guys have the most good looking MEC <laughs> on F. But moving forward, <laughs> um, second last question. It is also, oh, it is also my pleasure to announce that the next batch of 80 doses of Johnson and Johnson vaccine will arrive this Saturday. Who said this? Is it Minister Zoli Mkize Ukabazela? Or is it President Cyril Ramaphosa Ndatematamela? 
Who said this? Um, I will, I will go with, I will go with Zueli. Um, I don't know why, maybe because, um, I've been talking to him about vaccine. <laughs> or maybe because he was the first person to say to me that, that sentence, mm. but, um, I don't think it's the president, uh, yeah, I'd, did the president speak this week? He did. I you guys, ah, uh, guys, yes, yeah, you guys don't care about our our vendor president. Is it a tribalist thing, Jay? Ah, just because he's not a you him. get uh, I love him. I always <laughs> wish him a happy birthday. Uh, sorry, I always wish him a happy birthday with with um an emoji of a cupcake. So <laughs> I I really adore I really adore my family. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Zueli because he was in Parliament, so he probably said that in Parliament. Okay, so the correct answer is Zueli. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got four. Hi <laughs> right, guys. <laughs> yes. You almost got me with that education one. Yeah. Yeah, the education <laughs> one. You. I was. I was like, yes. Yes, Ganti. Ah, your gut feeling. And Sisona and I were talking. <laughs> we were talking about how your gut feeling is important in journalism. Like it is important. I know it's not a skill that you go to school. They don't teach us at varsity. Follow your gut. Yeah. But it, it's a yeah. very important tool in journalism. Follow your gut. That is true. The last question. My God, if you get this one right, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> the budget is poor. Okay, the budget is a poor attempt which will not result in any structural structural reforms of the South African economy, right? Who said this? Is it Musi Maimani? Did they call him the steel boy or something? Or is it Mbuiseni Ndlozi, a.k.a. something? Um, so one represents okay. the white face and the other one represents water and buckets and ices. So who said this? Ooh, I have no idea. Can you repeat the question? The budget <laughs> is a poor attempt which will not result in any structural reforms of South African economy. Uba Nilo. Is it Musi Maimani or Mbuiseni Ndlozi? Um, if Mosi was still in the DA, I would definitely say it's it's close. But now Mosi is confusing me. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, one last time, can you read it? Okay, cool. The budget is a poor attempt, which will not result in any structural reforms of the South African economy. Sounds look structural reforms. Um, it sounds like something that the EFF would um, say, mm. whether they care or not. I'm not sure, but it sounds like something that the EFF would. Yeah. Um, 
Ooh. Yeah, but Moses is also woke me on It's confusing. I mean, he he's woke out of nowhere. Like, and he's not just woke, he's like street woke. Like, you know, like he, he, he does like those street jokes. He's like a guy from Pitori yeah. now. He's a guy from Pitori. He out. He wakokasi now. So, yeah. You know, he's doing things. He's making things difficult for me now. Um, I will go. I will go with Unjozi because of the last um, part of of <clears throat> of structural reforms. Okay. Whew. Yeah, ne. At least I finally I got you. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> the answer you are looking for is Mbuiseli because so you got it right. <laughs> I knew it, Mapena. <laughs> I knew it, Mapena. <laughs> oh my God! So I got five. That's you got, good. You got For five. Someone who doesn't read the news. <laughs> who just writes the news? <laughs> <laughs> you should. You should do our. Um, you should do our yearly predictions. You know when they say, "Ah, oh, what is this year gonna look like?" You should just write an opinion piece. Just write the whole piece. This is how 2022 is gonna look like. I'm gonna call you next year. If they're looking for I, a Sangoma, a, a medium, a fortune teller, I know the person. I just I know the person to go to. Oh, <laughs> Oh, this was so much fun. This was so much fun. But like number three, three, number three and number four, you tried. So I, I tried. I tried, but you it's called Kose Game. <laughs> I tried. I tried. My last question to you, um, as we are going into, as we are heading into the local... There's a last question. Yes, we're heading into the local government elections, right? Oh, and, oh yes. Oh, not that type of question. <laughs> In closing, um, we're heading into local government elections. What... Yeah, actually, you're the right person to ask this question. What are your predictions for the upcoming government <laughs> local elections? Where do you see um, the the ANC performing? Where do you see the DA performing? And where do you see the EFF um, performing? Because those are the ones that we are looking at. And also, I think, where do we see FF class? Because, you know, the DA fumbled the bag a bit and now white and some white people are like ah ah you're like honey on suk on land on sunny it's a blade what do you think about those parties um i so i i don't think the the upcoming local government elections are gonna have i don't think we're gonna see a huge shift in mm. the status quo um the anc I still believe they will do well. Mm-hmm. Um, so well could be above 55 at this point. Yeah. Um, so so you know what? I think ANC challenges are going to be financial. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to divisions within the party, they always put those aside when it comes to elections and mm-hmm. they come together and do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the DA... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Ooh, what the I don't know what's happening there. I don't, I don't know what's know. happening there. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening there. I don't honestly. I I I believe they are going to drop. Mm. Um, I don't I don't know if I can say my reasons without like risking my my job and my relationships. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but I mean, for for anyone who follows the news, um, you you know how the DA was under Helen. You know how the yes. DA was under Mercy. And you can see how the DA is right now. Mm. So, so when you look, you look at at the performance and the at the rise of the DA, um, especially with uh, policies that they pursued, mm. and you get to a point where now you have people who say we don't see color. You know whether you are purple or orange, like they are orange people. You know. So I I feel like a lot a lot of the black vote is going yeah. to retreat a bit. Mm. Um, maybe it's gonna go to. I, I don't think I don't think a black vote would go to the EFF from the DA. Maybe it would go to the NC. I don't know. So and um, the EFF, gosh, the EFF does well in national mm. um, elections. Local government elections. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. But I think where in 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 wards where these uh, institutions of higher learning, mm. the EFF will likely do well in those wards. Um, yeah. So go ahead. No, I was just saying the <clears throat> the last time when I was looking at the stats from the the, the EFF, the last time they did well in areas like um in mining areas where there's a lot of disgruntlement and and i think they're doing well in mining areas because there's a bit of structure those people in the mining areas have structure but when you come into Gauteng in the townships there isn't the the eff does not have proper structures but i would say if i were to give the eff advice i think they should focus on rural provinces that have a similar geographical structure like the the ANC. I mean, when you look at Limpopo, Limpopo has a similar geographical structure as Gauteng. The Free State has a similar geographical structure because there, there are no chiefs and, you know, traditional leaders. So I think they can do well if they focus on rural provinces and then move into Gauteng. But we'll see how it works because Stats are, are saying something else, but we can't predict anything before people drag us on social media. But yeah. <laughs> I just like yeah. to say thank you so much for joining me today. Um, it was a lovely one. I think besides Sisona's podcast, this is going to be the longest one so far. <laughs> and but it was fun all the way through. I, I thoroughly <laughs> thank you. I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself, and for everyone who who is for everyone who's tuning in and got this far in the podcast that means you guys loved it so please don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel ladies and gents help me in saying a big thank you to our guests uh, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence i can thank you thank you thank you my love I can't wait to share this with everyone at home. Thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time.